Checking your emails and taking your calls. Ignorant and uninformed. Okay, okay. Oh, there we go. It's warning us. Outsiders. No, Visitors are here. Because you're outside our, you're outside the Peak D&D network. <laughs> we both are. Well, I've just been using your, like, I could use your D&D one to invite you, Max, and technically you could record it just same as me, but it's, it's weird. It All right, is well, think, weird. We're finally off to the races here. I think. Hooray! I'm going to knock on wood right now before I say anything else. But well, Ben, how how good did it feel to turn in that resignation? Pretty uh, amazing. Very. It was a relief. It was. There was. It was. It was pretty amazing. It was. Uh, I was not. I was more emotional than I thought I would be. I I didn't think I would like get choked up, but I got up choked up several times. Yeah. Shed a couple of tears. I was like, "That's fair." And I was like, "I don't know the last time I've like cried in front of anyone else except maybe Debbie." Like, mm. you know what I mean? I was just like, that was weird. No, I normally, it's fine, you know, man. I mean, yeah, it's fine, but it, I was just unexpected. Mm. It was just like, oh, this was, I was far more emotional than I thought I would be doing this. Yeah. But it did, it did feel good. 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 No, I, I told you, Ben, last night, Jeff, you'll appreciate this. Like, when I quit Eric's, I definitely was getting like choked up in the back hallway by the bar talking to Ian. And like, mm. the look on his face was just like, yeah, no, it's okay, man. Like, it, it's all right. Like, I mean, yeah, no yeah. one's going to get mad at me. <laughs> no, exactly. Right? Um, and no, it did. It felt like breaking up with somebody and like super emotional. Maybe that um, was my mistake when I quit the restaurant because I, I was just not emotional, cold blooded about it and gave my two months notice. And mm. yeah, I feel guilty. I gave him two months notice. Wow. That's generous. Yeah, I it was I felt like generous. I was being generous doing three weeks, and now it's probably going to be four. <laughs> and... But that fourth that fourth week will be pretty good for me because I can get a bunch of shit. I won't have to be worrying about a show, mm. really. Mm. I'll just that show will be up and running, and yes. then it'll be I'm not part of that team, so I'll just be able to organize and get my shit and any other shit that I want, and <laughs> yeah, walk off with it. You know. Why, you know yes. what I look forward to that, or I look forward to like the middle of May when you're like this fucking theater. <laughs> like they somehow roped me back in to run shows and whatnot. Yeah, hey man, it triple the salary or whatever. Sure. Mm, no, no, that's, I don't, that's not within. No, because I, I don't, I don't think, think three times the amount of money will fix the problems. Yeah. No. Like. No. And that's the problem. And, and that is hard, you know, because there's so many new people, so many. And and they're all like, like, oh, this is such a great, you know, family. And everyone's just so willing to help out and pitch in. And I'm like, no, nobody helps me. We're shit. Like, <laughs> I have my job and people just give me more work. That's what everyone does. <laughs> Yeah, well, you are the glue like, that holds that family together of help pitching man, in, of helping out. I was I was unclogging the vomit diarrhea toilet yesterday, and I was like, "It's probably about time to leave." Were you really? Yeah, that happened yesterday. Like as I was getting ready to come over to the studio, <laughs> I went into the bathroom because I was like, oh, "I got to pee. I'll just go here." And then I walked in, and the there's two toilets in the green room. I walked in. One was full of diarrhea, vomit, and and toilet paper and it was clogged and it hadn't been flushed 
And I was like, well, fuck, I'll do a, go to the other one. Same thing. Somebody oh. they you twice like got sick in the toilets and clogged them both. And was this it, was, was like obviously someone that works there. Yes. Yeah. Fuck this. Was it not addressed in like no. yeah, the meeting, no. dude? I brought it up yesterday. I was like, hey, I don't know what happened, but both of the green room toilets were clogged with like very gross stuff, and like nobody told me. And nobody said anything to anybody. And it's like, look, I get it. It's embarrassing when that happens, but like, you got to say something because yeah. we can't leave that shit. Did someone literally. quietly hide their bottle of Yeah, pet I was going to ask if the same thing. Like, was there like sheepish? Like, no, no, not in that group. I think I know who it was because I had a, I had to send my one of my carpenters home yesterday because they were feeling sick and they said they were throwing up and stuff. And I was just like, oh. and you clogged two toilets and didn't, didn't say anything? Me? didn't say anything like come on i know it's embarrassing but like at least text me and be like because who who are you leaving that for you know like they don't care they don't care and i get no. it, it's embarrassing there's well, a, yeah there's a lot like brene brown will like distinguish like the, the difference between being nice and being kind right like yeah. and so uh yeah those are not that's not kind and that's not even nice. like it's those people want to save face and do what's comfortable for them. Um, no, they took the easy way out. That's all. Of that course. Was. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. Anyway, it was a great time and it was really fun. Well, Hey everybody, welcome back to ignorant and uninformed America's favorite podcast. And where we talk about poopy toilets and uh, quitting your job because of it. This has been, uh, this is your podcast. We take your top. It hasn't are we, been yet. Are we signing off? Hey, man. We're we done. Can, Sorry. It was yeah. a good run. And, we can rock uh, yeah. five-minute episodes. It was great. We, t- we take your topics, turn them into our show for 30 minutes of uninterrupted podcasting gold. And if you're lucky enough, sometimes you get a little bit of our before-the-show banter where we just sort of shoot the shit for a minute. I don't know how quick, like, how much of it makes it in final in the final, but. All a of fair it. amount. All of it, right? Like, we just do top <laughs> to bottom now. We're not about to listen through and edit. I mean, I listened to all of these to write the description, uh, but I'm not going to, like, cut things out and uh, whatnot. Will this Uh, also be called Shitty Toilet? No, because I don't try. I try not to swear in the titles. Crappy Um, Toilet? Maybe. Depends what. We draw a toilet topic. Uh, Maybe. I was going to remark that uh, it's very fitting that you are emancipating yourself from this form of corporate slavery as uh uh the fine holiday of my people passover starts tomorrow so you know that's all about like freeing the slaves and stuff mm-hmm. liberation liberate myself maybe mm-hmm. killing the first night yes. uh yes, yes. and awesome and lamb's blood on the door yeah yeah uh i do look forward to not the next session, but the session after where you will have to quite possibly change your introduction because we won't be talking about topics from other people. Oh, oh yeah. yes. That'll be fun. I mean, barring, barring a change in circumstances. I mean, there's got... Uh, oh, no, there are. There are four topics in here. So, so yeah. All right. Oh, good. We'll, we'll make see. it this summer. Well, we'll we need a topic, summer. and you can send in those topics, baby. Send them on in. Give us your topics. Topics at ignorantuninformed. Nope. Ignorantuninformed at gmail.com. That's the one now that we use. I don't know if anyone heard that, but that's what we do. Max, mm-hmm. tell them what they'll win. What? 
are tell, for, them, tell them what they'll win forever goodwill um oh no i froze respect that's funny see none of you guys froze on my systems but uh yeah you know we'll give you t-shirts and we'll give you a saint a certificate of sainthood if you continue to participate and uh uh and support the show so there you go yeah i think the internet is not on our side today but we're, we're gonna sojourn on we're gonna soldier on here friends we'll see uh, how it goes sure sure i mean maybe maybe we can get back to recording in person sometime uh nah <laughs> i do like hanging out with you guys and i will have a lot more free time on my hands in the next uh month so possibly yeah. i could i could swing that possibly. i could probably swing that possibly at least for a little bit yeah. possibly i mean you have uh there's a lot of other factors in your life that are more than just like your whims uh unfortunately or fortunately oh, those yeah. things bring you yeah, lots of sure. joy uh, and so other people might have yes. other plans for you in your time in, in those. Mm. Uh, uh, regardless, we've got uh, Roscoe Tealeaf uh, wanting us to talk about the significance of entrepreneurial entrepreneurialism, interesting, and investing in yourself. Ooh. Okay. That's an interesting question as I sort of look ahead to like what my next – move might be yeah with uh you know i like because there's a big part of me that's like thinking about starting a business or something and working mm. for myself Ooh, mm. um, what kind of business you thinking i don't know man like i've had a, a few ideas have gone through my head okay uh I, I thought about doing um some thought about doing some uh uh carpentry work doing some custom carpentry work live with some like you know there's a lot of fancy condos out here and Ooh. houses and maybe they need some like custom furniture from and so i thought about talking to some interior design designers and stuff i know i know a couple um who cool. have like businesses where they they might need some custom dining room tables or you know so okay. like those epox epoxy pour Live edge tables, river tables are like big right now. I mean, if you get into that, so, I, I'd probably get a piece of work from you. Yeah, yeah. Sure. There's my first customer. There you go. I'll give you. I'll give you the friends and family. <laughs> I that? appreciate that. <laughs> That's cool. So I thought about that. Uh, there's, I mean, the, the. I don't know. I thought about maybe trying to get back into voiceover work. I was doing that pretty steadily and i had to sort of stop because i couldn't make auditions and things and mm -hmm. and now i can sort of seek out that kind of work and i have the time i'll hopefully have the time so i thought about you know probably upgrading my home recording situation uh okay. which would only improve and help the podcast as well but yes uh you know if we're recording from my house yeah, uh, I mean, so there's there's a there's a world in which i would build a like detached garage with a studio above it and and a workshop down below. Oh, that's the dream, and man. That's the dream. I've already talked to Debbie about it, and she was like, yeah, I think that's a great idea. And I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Sweet. See, I was just about to say and... that, uh, I mean, it's not the audio quality that's ever been the problem with us <laughs> recording distributed. It's far more the finickiness of the internet. Um, yes, yes. 
but I appreciate you thinking of the uh, uh, the podcast. See, it's funny, man. Like I, there's such like the American uh, capitalist ethos of like, I mean, even in those world words, right? Investing in yourself, like that's absolutely using the lens of capitalism to view reality and yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, man, I don't know, like I, entrepreneurship. I mean, I give it a shot. Absolutely. But like, there are plenty of days, like it is easily 50, 50 where it's like, yeah, no, being my own boss sucks. Uh, I, it's better to have someone else to deal with all of this bullshit that I don't want to deal with. And I would just be more happy to collect a check. And like similar to home ownership versus like rental, right? Like the grass is always greener, man. I feel you. Well, it's, I mean, sometimes like if the water heater goes out, it's nice to call somebody as opposed Mm -hmm. to like having to fix it. Like when my kitchen floods, it's nice that it's someone else's problem, not mine. And Mm -hmm. so, uh, yeah, I think that it's always good to have a realistic assessment of, what you're going to get into and that like it's always trade-offs truth truth i could never go back to working for someone else again never again yeah i'm never dealing with someone else's bullshit and making money for someone else never doing that again it's worth the trouble yeah for me yeah. But you got to deal with, I mean, I guess a lot of the problems that, that come from being your own boss and business, but like can be solved certainly with like, you guys probably have a CPA or somebody who does your books and yeah. know, taxes and stuff. I mean, like, I do the basic to figure books, all that like, shit out. Right. What's that? Like You're your own bookkeeper, but like when it comes to filing the company's taxes, you oh, pay hell someone yeah, to yeah. do that. Like, Oh yeah, yeah. We have a CPA. Our shit's too. I don't have it's pretty complicated, man. It's it tax tax when it gets into like you know llcs or businesses all i think it's complicated yeah and then depreciation schedules for all the machines all that shit oh yeah in the ass oh i didn't even think about that yeah yeah because those are significant investments that you have to depreciate over time that you can only write off a certain amount it's you know, like any trade the machine in, then you got to, I don't know if that's income. I don't fucking know what they do. I just tell them what we did. Like, Hey, (laughs) we sold this thing. Here's a receipt. Like, yeah. So then they can like, it probably based on the depreciation and what you sell it for, that probably does count as income. I would imagine. But like, if you sold it for more than, the the tax code says yeah because i mean some machines will have they've probably been depreciated to zero and then we trade them in for x amount of dollars and you got to account for that what does the average machine cost uh between five and ten thousand dollars we'll say yeah right on cool yeah i had no idea of like where the depreciation schedule even began yeah. yeah. And if it's if it's like not a computer game, like if it's a ski ball or a I don't know, one of those basketball games, are those more expensive, less expensive? What what like they're more expensive. Are they all sort of in the yeah, same? Yeah, po- uh, the pop shop machines we have are eight thousand dollars a piece. Right on. I think the most expensive machine we have is like the Mario Kart racer, and those are ten thousand dollars a piece. Okay. That's crazy, like as they scale up in complexity, but still not like a huge because like the difference between Papa Shot and the Mario Kart 
You're paying for the name too. I mean, sure, sure. But yes, if you look at the machines and how they're built and there's a lot of difference. I mean, the pop shot's very expensive for the materials involved. Mm -hmm. Okay. It should be cheaper. Um, And I mean, any more of the newer machines that we can't fit it down the stairs and in our building. I mean, they're making $50,000 machines now. Of course they are. Like what, like, is there a game that you guys have wanted that you just couldn't? Oh yeah. There was a Halo Halo game oh. that you okay. sat in. Two people could sit in. It. We just couldn't even get in our door. And that was forty thousand dollars, I think. Jesus. Jesus. Uh, yeah. But yeah, like Fast and Furious makes a racer that like moves around as you're sitting in it, and it's almost fifteen feet tall with multiple screens, and it's like fifty thousand dollars. And we're like, yeah, Jesus. No thanks. Does it come with Coronas? No. And it family. Says family a lot though. Family. <laughs> as it should it's printed mm-hmm. on the side mm-hmm. 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 Yep. Like, yeah or i family. mean like a galaga machine is fifteen hundred dollars used if you can find an old one so right okay you can get you can get like the mini versions at the walmart for like oh yeah you know a couple hundred bucks oh yeah so you should just stack those up man those are... <laughs> people can those, walk like... away with those that's the problem yeah people are like you know what, like, do you have that, you know, did you guys have that, I feel like you did at one point, maybe it was before y'all bought it, but it was like that, that old Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle four player, like, side scroller game. Yeah, Turtles we had it. We had it. Yeah. Had it. Oh my God. That was so, that game was my favorite game when I was a kid. Like, Don't you have, isn't there a new one that you have? There's a new version of Turtles that came out a couple of years nice. ago. Side scroller. Same idea, better graphics. Yes. Based on the Nickelodeon animation. Oh, so good. Yeah. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Years ago, before we had the arcade, you know, like the sit down Galaga machines that you could play on Mm -hmm. each end. Oh, yeah. Someone snipped the cord and just walked out with it. (laughs) No (laughs) shit. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Luckily, that's that's fucking classy. Well, maybe, uh, I don't know, Jeff, how, how, how much do you think it would cost to beat the new Turtles game? Oh geez, rough estimate. I, I don't know. Difficulty. Ten or fifteen dollars a player. Yeah, so maybe we can celebrate your emancipation, Ben. We can <laughs> do that. <laughs> play some play some turtle games. <laughs> Journey through time. It doesn't matter how much it costs, man. We just <laughs> I, my card's infinite, baby. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. I, I suppose that's that's fair. I didn't uh, I didn't consider that. Listen, uh, we got the hookup, baby. Time wise, I don't know if it takes half an hour, forty five minutes. I have no idea. I, that was going to be my next question. Was like, dude, yep. I wonder how long that fucking. I'd have is. to ask Ian's kids. They beat it multiple times, so <laughs> I'll ask them next time I see. Him. Word. Is there any nice. difference between the turtles? Do they all play the same? Like, uh, I mean, just different weapons, but I mean, the move sets all the same. Yeah, the reach is all probably yeah, similar. And, yeah, gotcha. There's no advantage really. Like no. they're all the same speed. Just no. What? color do you want to play everyone has their favorites of course i was always a. Uh, I liked michelangelo and donatello which is a strange mm-hmm. combo to like but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i liked them all really i was obsessed with ninja turtles for yeah a good more of a couple guy. years master splinter more yeah. of a splinter guy. splinter though lame bullshit Jeez. Dr. Dr. Zoots, St. Zooks MD, uh, used to call me Splinter in college uh, <laughs> due to my super awesome beard growth abilities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. 
I was gonna say he has kind of a wispy little like muppety beard. Uh, yeah, I mean that was, that was I mean, not. I was gonna say, is that a backhanded compliment? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not even entirely sure it was a compliment. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can, can grow a fine beard, Max. <laughs> oh, I yeah. mean, I thank you, I thank you. Yes, twenty years down the road, I appreciate that. Um, the uh, uh, yeah, I don't know who my favorite. Michelangelo. Um, Raphael kind of annoyed me. Maybe Leonardo. I don't know. Donatello was cool, but I never could identify because, like, I never build things. So, like, just, mm. that was that was lost on me. Fair. I mean, the yeah. idea of investing in yourself, I think, is a good. Yeah, like leveling up yourself, working on your yourself. Like, I think those are all very good ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if you don't invest in yourself, why should anyone else, right? Yeah, and I mean, if you're not working to make your dreams come true, then like you're probably being hijacked to make someone else's dreams come true. Yeah. Um, I just think that like there is like we fetishize our careers and our jobs in such an insane way that I think uh, it's maybe not always the best. Nope. Nope. It's true. I look forward to discovering uh, my, you know, post-theater intensive career and see what, who knows what's going to happen. I don't know. Maybe I'll end up freelancing a little bit. But again, that feels more like on my own terms, you know, but. Oh, yeah. And it's But it's entrepreneurial in a way, you know, it's like getting gigs, getting back out there and like talking to people and. A lot of things that I haven't been able to do for a long time, which is just so weird, but. Oh, through and through, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean, like, yeah, just some, you know, it, it's always those trade-offs, like I said. Like, yeah, no, it's cool, but sometimes you miss that steady paycheck. Or like, it's cool, but sometimes you miss those benefits or uh, you know, vacation days, things like that. And so it's all you know, what you're uniquely disposed to and like what fits your life and all that good stuff. For sure. And I, uh, I am looking forward to that, figuring that out a little bit more, but we'll see. It'll Investing in yourself doesn't necessarily have to be like monetary, you know, either. I feel like that this decision was certainly investing in myself and not investing myself other places and oh it was a choice i made for me it was investing in me and believing in myself to be like i can figure this out i can go out and do other things or maybe not i don't know oh you definitely can go out and do other things regardless like it's an investment in a better quality of life right i mean i think education is investing in yourself. You know, I mean, I think as the premise, like short-term sacrifices for long-term gains. I mean, that's what like investing is shorthand for, right? And I think that there's a lot to be said um, for that, for sure. I agree. Well, guess we're done here. <laughs> uh, no, we, still, we still got another like uh, we got a minute we got a minute or two like we got 10 minutes 
I mean, just think, I'm just happy you won't have to do those fucking all-nighters anymore. Yeah, those those had gotten fewer and farther between, but they still ended up happening a lot. And like, and it wasn't like overnight anymore. It was like, I'm too fucking old to do that. So it was more like, I'll go home at two or three. Like, and that's about as much as I can do. (laughs) But that's still pretty obscene. (laughs) Yeah, it is. No, it is. Yeah, but it, you know, it was also like trying to navigate between like the nights I was responsible for my kid. I was like, okay, well, I'll, call, sure. I'll leave at five or I'll leave at four because Debbie has a class. Well, she'll come home. I'll put the kid to bed and I'll go back to work at like eight when he's dude. Asleep. Brutal. But, and then I would work from like okay, I'll work to like eight to midnight to make you know extra hours. But that's still longer <laughs> than an eight-hour day. Just this- count hours alone i was working so yes like show me anyone else on that staff who is working until three in the morning uh regularly in this family this family environment um like it's just not uh yeah Mm. yeah Mm. i feel like that's like saying you're on the titanic and first class and you're like oh we're all a family here those like fucking dudes just shoveling the coal (laughs) yeah Right, no, exactly. I, mean, I feel like I'm I'm down there, like your family, like, but you're the you're the kid that's locked in the basement that can't come to dinner. Right? Sure, your family, but you're Harry Potter. Like, yeah. stay in the fucking staircase. Mm-hmm. We're uh, we're family, but I'm I'm the one who's yeah. I'm just the as the, as evidenced by like cleaning up the vomit yeah. diarrhea toilets. I'm only in the family because I'm in the same fucking boat as you. But I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm in the the belly yeah. of the ship. You know who mm-hmm. else was considered part of the family? The slaves. Uh, and so, <laughs> wow. I mean, but like, I'm wow. sure there were plenty of like emancipation. I, but I'm I'm sure there are there were plenty of people who owned plantations and owned other people who were like, oh, we're such a big happy family, and like completely. I I will not equate my plate my plight to that of the African American people, but. Uh, I get where you're going with it, and I appreciate it. But I, then I, I thought they found you in Florida and brought you to Colorado <laughs> though, to work in the theater. Yeah, it's my own personal trail of tears. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say indentured servitude, but um, no, I, I think yeah. yeah. Um, I will certainly be curious as uh, things unfold and next steps unfold and all that good stuff, man. Came out west. I was promised a, a new life. <laughs> you know what? I am glad that it brought me out to Colorado because it it means I met both of y'all and mm-hmm. and my wife and my mm-hmm. my friends and family is all yeah. out in Colorado now. And that was like one. That was actually funny because in in our in I in my sit down when I turned in my letter and we talked about it for it was about thirty minutes. Um, you know, he was like, well you know what's next and i was like honestly i don't really know and i'm okay with that and i was like and that was sort of like an eye-opening moment i think maybe for him but for me too but like to just be like yeah i'm uh, kind of okay with because the last time this happened i i left a because i was burned out but i felt like i needed to go to something and so that was like the benervention and the i was going to go to law school uh and that was like my answer to getting out of the theater and that's the re- and anyway but it was yeah that was kind of weird but uh you know and and he's it was funny because he was like you know i remember that and and in the back of my mind i was always like well yeah, yeah he'll he'll come back he'll we'll get him back 
And he's like, you know what? I got to say, this time feels a little different. And I was like, yeah, it is. It is different. I, I appreciate that. And then I shit on his desk. And then I took a shit on his desk. <laughs> and then and then we talked about the first time that I met Chris at, at, a, at a hotel in, in Orlando, because that was where the callbacks were for the Southeastern Theater Conference that I went to. And uh, like auditioned, that's how I got involved with the company in the first place was I, I did a, a like a big group audition for a room of producers. And then they, they write your number down if they want to like your, you wear a number and like, then they're like, Oh, number 227. He's going to come in, you know, for a callback. And then you go in this room that's just full of actors and like hundreds of sheets from all these theaters, like your group and your time and all these things. Like we, they want to call you back and here's their callback information. Here's this stuff. And it's like, you everyone's looking around looking for their stupid number and and they go and they're like you know and then you go to this and you go to like essentially unless they're a big company and they've rented like a conference space you just go to their hotel room which is really fucking weird in general is that is did they have a casting couch not in that one no no i there are stories i've heard about a lot of people who would like get called back to like this guy named dave clemens who I don't think is in the business anymore because of sexual misconduct. Uh, Yeah, maybe. Um, But yeah, like, so, and you know, there were, there was always, you know, people would, girls would go back to his room and be like, they're like, how bad do you want this job? You know, that was always the rumor about this guy. And he was like, he was like a balding dude with a, like a really skeezy, like weird vibe and uh, like a ponytail, like really long hair, but he was like bald. And it was just like very strange. Who's a skeevy dude? No, so I wouldn't put it past him. How was his beard? Did he look like Splinter? He didn't have a good beard either. He yeah, like, see, it tickled he had a baby so nice. Mm. He had a weird like baby face, but it was like also like I don't know. There's so many rumors about like him and his assistant Joy, who was this? I don't know. It was weird. But the first time that I met Chris or anyone from the Lake Dome Theater Company was we was at a, at his hotel room in this, you know, and so it was. It was it was just weird because it was like, you know, you have to like do a callback and you're like, they're like, hey, do your monologue again. Hey, can you sing that song? And it's like this is back before the days of, you know, even like phone smartphones. And, you know, so nobody had a, nobody had a track. You would just sort of sing a cappella, maybe. But Chris had an iPod like with the wheel and, and a little speaker that had to be plugged into the wall. There was, you know, it wasn't a Bluetooth anything. And and he like okay I'm gonna sing this song from the show that we're doing and then I'm gonna teach it to you by singing it to you and then you're gonna sing it is a karaoke track or whatever and it was like and I, so I I ended the interview with, well I didn't end it but I was like yeah we've we, it was that wasn't the end but it was like we've come a long way since that hotel room in Orlando <laughs> it was just kind of funny yeah and I was man. like mm-hmm, yeah well, it's a long way from that hotel room in Orlando my friend. <laughs> And I marvel at like whatever the series of events that led you to that place in Orlando to begin with and just like the chance encounters. But then you look at like you sang to this you sang to this dude in his hotel room and look at everything that happened because of that. Um, yeah, that's yeah. In, it's insane to like think yeah. about. I remember getting the call from he called me you know, a few days later when I was back in at school in Gainesville. And, and he was like, hey, we'd like to offer you a role. Come out to Colorado. And it was, God, it was $300 a week, I think. 
and it was it was and that was good money to me back then i was like oh shit this is yeah. great but great. yeah it was it was very weird and to come but, full circle three hundred dollars an hour can be your free year consulting fee <laughs> three hundred dollars an hour Just meet me in my hotel room <laughs> i got a song i want you to sing i'll be in my hotel room in orlando not creepy at all wacky mm-hmm. just wacky enough uh well hey we made it it's time is it yes probably past no. time overtime i would imagine I so i think we're good we started pretty close to like well yeah. i guess by the time the recording and all that yeah, yeah. whatever it's probably been 35 uh-huh. minutes i think we're good anyway uh well thanks for downloading listening to us entrepreneurial spirits here we are trying to you know make a living here on the internet investing in ourselves because we're the only ones who listen and this has been your podcast ignorant uninformed make sure you send us your topics uh we've been your host mr jeff watson i'm joking (laughs) mr max see now i'm curious jeff because like i i mean yes the the idea of punching a clock uh is like hideous to me at the moment having not done it for so long is that what for you or is it just like dealing with other people's shit? Or what is it specifically for you? It is like the the not having sovereignty of my time. That's what gets me about uh, thinking about having to like go back to work for. I like making my own schedule. Yeah, fair. <laughs> I can go into work when I want as long as I get my shit done. Sure. You know. Sure. Yeah. You're just and not, that was that was for lack of employees is nice too. I mean, yeah. fuck having employees, but yeah. That was kind and of the, have to deal with my shit, schedule. and I don't want that. So fuck them. Yeah, and that was kind of the goal I was working towards. And for a while, I was able to kind of, as long as it got done, I could pick whatever I wanted to. It was just there was a lot that had to get done, so it ended up being long hours and yeah, burnout. And then you know, and now it's like there's so many people, and everyone's trying to come down to help me, but really they're just sort of putting baby in a corner. And I'm like, this is far less maneuverable than I need it to be, because the goals change daily almost hourly you know yeah yeah but then to say like anyway what are you going to talk about man when like when there's when we get together to decompress like what like i so much angst and so much energy has been devoted to this i'm curious to see oh so much free headspace it's gonna be i don't i don't know i don't know what that sounds like man it's been a while sweaty pancakes my guess sweaty pancakes sweaty pancakes we'll talk about it uh, well, hey, thanks for downloading and listening. Make sure you check us out uh, on Facebook or Twitter at Iganun. You can send us an, a topic. Please send us a topic uh, to ignorantanduninformed at gmail.com. And we will be back next week with a brand new epidose of hot ice freshness all up in your grill. Peace out. <laughs>